With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning. It's hour one this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Steeler fans, you got your wish. They have fired the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. That was about 10 minutes ago. Why now? You knew the offense wasn't good. The offense wasn't good last year. The offensive, uh, the offense wasn't that good the year before. And there was a common thread there. But uh, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, has been let go by the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. This first hour brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz. The holiday love celebration is going on now through January 2nd. Learn more at mbusa.com slash special offers. Stat of the day brought to you, as always, by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you for downloading the app and our radio affiliates around the country. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and uh, we'll get to a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Now, I'm looking at the Steelers, and I thought they were a playoff team this year. They're 6-4. and four. They're, I mean, you start to look at some of these teams. Can you continue to be a good team? They're the seventh team in NFL uh, let's see, in the last 23 years, to be outgained in each of their first 10 games of a season. So it's remarkable they're 6-4. and four. The defense has been wonderful. The defense is probably saying to the offense, can you get us 14 points? 13 points? Four field goals? Can you help us just a little bit? But I think the tipping point was you lose to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a third-string quarterback, and the Browns, division rival, and the offense does very little. But they're 6-4. and four. Seventh team since 2000 to be outgained in each of their first 10 games of a season. Woo! Ow! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! This is the stat of the day! Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. All right, Eagles come back, beat the Chiefs. Eagles now 9-1, and one, and of course, the Eagles' one loss came against the New York Jets. The Jets have benched Zach Wilson. Not even benched. I don't even know if you're the third-string quarterback. Are you on the bench? Are you inactive? 
And you're going to have Tim Boyle to be the quarterback now. Why Why now? This one I don't understand. Did you know what you had in Zach Wilson? Probably. Did you need to find out that you already knew what you knew about Zach Wilson? No. But they didn't go out and bring in any really legitimate backup quarterback. You know, Trevor Simeon had a little bit of a run with Denver. but And Tim Boyle was basically Aaron Rodgers' buddy in the film room. But you wasted a season. This is what I don't understand. If you thought Aaron Rodgers was going to come back, protect the regular season the best you can if Rodgers does come back. Because that's his goal. He kept telling you that. But then Rodgers' buddy, Tim Boyle, is one of those quarterbacks who probably shouldn't be playing. But he gets the start this week against Miami. Short work week. I don't get it. Don't... And this feels like every time Robert Sala, the head coach, goes to a press conference, it's it's like he goes, "Oh God, I got to say this, I got to say that." I don't really believe any of this stuff. Oh yeah, uh, Zach. Yeah, well, you know, we're uh, we're learning a lot about Zach. It's not all on him, and you know, we're uh, we're a team, and he's run out of things to say. But uh, Robert Sala was asked about drafting Zach Wilson. Robert, what do you believe you guys could have done differently uh, during the draft process when when evaluating the quarterback position? Um, you know what? I actually, uh, I I've got my thoughts. I've shared them with Joe, but I'm I'm not going to get into it here with you guys. What? That's worse than if you shared your thoughts. <laughs> what? What else do you need to hear? <laughs> Let me hear that again. Good question, Robert. What do you believe you guys could have done differently? Uh, during the draft process when, when evaluating the quarterback position? Um, you know what? I actually, uh, I, I've got my thoughts. I've shared them with Joe, but I'm, I'm not going to get into it here with you guys. <laughs> uh, Coach, why not? Because <laughs> it wasn't Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh, boy. So now he's third string. I, I think he was even asked on Michael K's show in ESPN New York, has Zach Wilson thrown his last pass as a Jet? Well, you, he can't say yes or he can't say no because there's still a lot of football left to be played. Who knows what's going to happen to Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. But I do like how everybody goes, man, they could have gotten Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Nobody wanted Josh Dobbs. Now everybody wants Josh Dobbs. Like, oh, uh, they passed up on Josh Dobbs. Yes, Eden. You think Trevor Simeon's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why am I second? <laughs> Well, you're not friends with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Paulie. Man, you're right, though. You go back to September, and they had all this opportunity before the trade deadline to try to find a quarterback that could play B-level football, C-plus level football, to keep, let their defense win a few games, sneak into the playoffs and pull something off. Rodgers gets cleared in December, and maybe he plays in January. They didn't even give themselves those options, the Jets. Because if you're Rodgers, you want to come back to prove that your medical procedure is better than anybody else's. That, hey, look at what I did. I took a chance, and uh, I'm back. Nobody said I could come back. I'm back. Well, I want him to come back when I can use him, when it's meaningful. I don't want him just to come back to come back. But now what happens? You're not a good team, and then Rodgers is going to come back? Do you want him out there? Is there going to be a little bit of friction there with ownership or the coaching staff? And we don't want you out there. We want you ready for next season. But So the Jets have benched Zach Wilson. They got the Dolphins coming up on Friday. And uh, the Steelers 
Fired Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator. All right, which brings us to the Eagles coming back to beat the Chiefs last night. I thought that this was sort of a an exhibition heavyweight fight that, you know, nobody got hurt. There's no real drama there. Both teams are going to be there in the playoffs, probably still Super Bowl favorites, close to it. It's probably the Eagles, Niners, and then the Chiefs, according to DraftKings. But I am I am watching the Chiefs offense, and it's different. It changed. I don't know when it changed exactly, but defenses were allowing Patrick Mahomes to get four, five, six, seven yards. No big splash plays. Well, you don't have Tyreek Hill. You don't have that deep threat. And even if you do have a deep threat, chances are they're not holding on to the football. The defense is really good. The defense will be the reason why, if the Chiefs win it this year, get to the Super Bowl, the defense. Because you have Chris Jones, you have a really young secondary that stepped up, and they looked like they were going to blow out the Eagles 17-7. And then the Chiefs don't score again in the second half. And every team, I don't care how good you are, there's a dip at some point in the season. There's like a three- or four-game dip where you're kind of struggling a little bit, maybe you eke out a win. Niners already went through this, where you're going, okay, that's part of the long season there. You can't, you can't continue, can't maintain that. But I'm watching the Chiefs last night. Now, if their receivers hold on to the football, if Marquez Valdez-Scantling hangs on to the football, we're talking about, well, Chiefs did it again. You know, they let the Eagles stay in it, and uh, Mahomes again. And then we'd move on to next week. But now, because they lost, we'll stop, and now we're going to assess maybe a little bit more of the damage that's there. Or what could be foreboding when we get maybe late in the season in the playoffs. Those receivers, now normally you think, Kansas City, are they going to get somebody? The trade deadline's gone. Can I get somebody, uh, waiver wire, somebody, relief, anybody? But you brought back Scantling, Tony. They just don't have somebody that really makes you nervous, aside from Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey, I think, had seven catches, but not for a lot of yards last night. Philadelphia is really good. I mean, it's a really balanced team. Now, there are times when I watch the offense and I go, what is going on here? Uh, you know, you get a... I mean, DeAndre Swift is awesome. Uh, Brown is great. Devontae Smith, you know, they, they have those moments. Jalen Hurts has those moments. Uh, defense is good as well. But that's a balanced team. They haven't had their dip yet. I mean, their dip might have been against the Jets. But looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, you're just trying to figure out how do they make this better? Because defenses have figured out, okay, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco's great. I mean, he's, he plays hard, runs hard. But, you know, what is going to be sustainable? Second half of the season, you get into the playoffs. Here's Patrick Mahomes talking about throwing to his receivers. They know I'm gonna keep firing it. That's just who I am. I'm gonna fire it uh, to the guy who's open. Usually they make the, they're gonna make the plays. I mean it's, it happens. I mean I threw an interception in the red zone on a, if I just flatten Jay White off. Um, so uh, it wasn't that wasn't that didn't just lose the game. I mean there was a lot of stuff that happened throughout the game, and so uh, you just gotta keep firing. Right, so uh, he was asked if he regretted throwing the ball to Marquez Valdez Scantling. I mean, I have no regret. I mean, they triple team Travis, so I went to the guy that was that one downfield, and Marquez won. Um, you just didn't didn't come away with the ball. I mean, I could probably throw a little bit shorter. He was that open. So, uh, yeah, you just got to continue to to try to get better and better. Um, defense is keeping us in games, and if we can find a way to just get a little bit better as an offense, we're going to win a lot of these games. All the right answers there. 
privately, do you bring your, re- your receivers in and say, focus, concentrate, just get the ball. Don't try to get the ball and start running. Get the ball. Catch the ball. You may not have a touchdown. You know, that's, that's a, a big-time play that you're supposed to make. You know, Mahomes put it there. You should make that catch. Tough catch? Yes. Not all catches are created equal, but you got to make that catch. You just do in that situation. But I, I, it didn't matter who was winning this game. I, I thought I was going to come away going, okay. If the Eagles won, I'd go, okay. I thought it was important for the Eagles because I do think Dallas is dangerous. And make sure you have home field advantage. You still have a game against them coming up. And just make sure that they're not within striking distance where you lose that division, lose that uh, home advantage in the playoffs there. And maybe you have the best record in the NFC. But I also looked at the AFC and I go, okay, we thought that was the tougher conference. We thought that the NFC was top-heavy, that it was going to be the Niners and the Eagles, maybe Cowboys. Now Detroit has stepped up their game, if you truly believe in them. And then we looked at the AFC and we go, oh, my God, the AFC's loaded. Well, is it? Joe Burrow's not there. Josh Allen and the Bills maybe aren't who we thought they were. The Chargers, we keep waiting for them. Uh, the Browns have lost their quarterback. Steelers don't have any offense. You do have, you know, uh, Baltimore is very good. And, and they are dangerous. That's, that's the kind of team, if you get into a us-against-them matchup in the playoffs, right now I'd probably favor the Ravens. Right now. But other than that, when you look at the AFC, Kansas City, okay, you lost the game, but who are you worried about? Just make sure you get the best record, or at least you hope you get the best record. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville. Do we know how good Jacksonville is? No. So who else is there? Am I missing somebody else in the AFC where you go, hey, keep an eye on, you know, Houston? Um, I guess is a spoiler. Yes, Mark. Also, for a lack of a dominant team, does that help Patrick Mahomes with his MVP case where there's nobody really, like, jumping out? Where it's like, I guess we'll give it to Mahomes again because he's just having a great year despite all the drop passes. Yeah, but I don't know if he's been the MVP. I mean, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, to me, have been more valuable. Those are the odds-on favorites right now. I would say if Philadelphia continues to be Philadelphia and end up, you know, with 13 or 14 wins, Jalen Hurts is probably going to be the MVP. Uh, Lamar Jackson was, you know, the guy I said, long shot. Those are great odds. I think it was like, you know, 1,600 to 1 to start the season. Uh, but I don't even know Mahomes' numbers this year. Yes, Marv. Is Tyreek Hill going to get some love also? Uh, well, we knew he was a great player, but do you want to spend $28 million for Tyreek Hill? I just meant as far as the MVP. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Chiefs. Cause, oh, no, they won a Super Bowl without him, so yeah. that worked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a quarterback. Right. It's a quarterback award. Let me see if... It's uh, a quarterback-driven league, so... Yes. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, this according to DraftKings this morning, Lamar Jackson, then Patrick Mahomes, Tua, and C.J. Stroud. So, Tyreek, even if he gets 2,000 yards, I don't know. You know, he and Tua may, might share the love there with the voters. Yes, Seton. The fact that the media in the locker room last night is asking Justin Watson about the drop by Marquez Valdez-Scantling <laughs> is one of the most unfair and cruel things the media could ever do because that dude dropped 
30, no fewer than 37 <laughs> passes that, last that night. That is not true. I checked. It, it, it wasn't 37. It, yeah. <laughs> um, well, maybe they're asking him without asking him about no, dropping passes. No, they've, they very clearly say, hey, t- <laughs> talk to us about uh, Marquez. Like, hey, then nine times out of 10, he gets that one. But uh, 99 times out of 100, he's catching that. But just unfortunate, you know, could make the play. Like, dude, they wouldn't be in that position if you just caught the ball. <laughs> The Chiefs matched a season high with five drops against the Eagles. They have 30 drops on the season, most in the NFL. The Chiefs' drop rate is just over 10% of the team's worst drop rate uh, since 2014. The game ended on Justin Watson dropping a a perfect pass for 4th and 25 where they would have had a first down. That was the last play of the game. It wasn't the drop by Scantling. It really is underrated because I think a lot of people tuned it off. Watson goes one yard past the first down line, jumps up. Mahomes splits the uprights, puts it right through his hands. Again. They, they would have been in position for at least a, sh- a good shot at the end zone. Well, maybe you could have asked him, hey, uh, who looked worse on their drop? You oh, or Marquez? Way too soon. Okay, my bad. My bad. My bad. Bigger drops tonight. You or? <laughs> What's the strategy for dropping so many balls? How do you think that? God. Hey, I'm sorry about that. Where do you want the ball next time? Sorry, I hit you in the hands. In the hands. My bad. Okay, my bad. My bad. Yeah. What's it feel like to drop all those passes? I mean, he, really, Patrick should just not throw it as hard, and I would have caught it. So, just, just saying all the right things. But he, we could be talking about the Chiefs winning that game, and then, well, the Eagles. I don't know. You know, can they win on the road or whatever angle we were going to take with that? But Kansas City just didn't look threatening in the second half. Chris Jones is wonderful. He signed that one year, what nineteen million dollar deal. I'm going to guess somebody's going to pay him in the offseason. All right, let me take a break. By the way, I think uh, we have two Heisman Trophy winners on today. We have Barry Sanders and we have Cam Newton. Cam Newton will join us in the final hour. Barry Sanders, a documentary on his uh, great career, and uh, I am featured prominently in that documentary. I didn't get to see it. Amazon was supposed to send it to me. I spent all afternoon going back and forth with Fritzy. You're all excited to watch it. I go, "Um, I'm in it. We're having Barry on. Can I watch it? And then I hear from a couple people, hey, I saw the documentary. You were great in it. I go, great. Uh, can you send me uh, some notes there? You did your due diligence. You were, the site was like blocked or something. You clicked on the link. You had it. and just didn't open for you. Well, there was a password, and then there was a passphrase. Not familiar with passphrases. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what that was. Felt like you were blaming me in the beginning, where you're going, why can't you access it? I go, Todd, and I sent you a screen grab, and I go, it says they want a passphrase. What's the phrase? <laughs> Did you try shutting off your computer and putting it back on? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to be able yeah, to figure exactly. it out. Yeah, I'm not taking any tips, suggestions from you. All right, we'll take a break. Barry Sanders next hour, and Cam Newton in the final hour of the program. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game, we're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, look who has a documentary. The guy who never wanted to talk about himself now has to talk about himself. Barry Sanders. It's called Bye Bye Barry. Why did you do a documentary? Why did I do a documentary? Um, actually, the, the timing was right, Dan. Um, you know, I actually had a chance to talk about a, you know a lot of other people um, besides myself. Um, you know who who you know were important to me. Um, the good folks at NFL Films and Prime Video. Um, you know, really wanted to get behind this project. Um, and, and, uh, for me, it was time to, or for me, you know, I felt like I had time to, to just, you know, really devote to it, sit down and, and kind of, and kind of try to tell my story in, in, in the certain format. So, so, um, I think all the right, <clears throat> excuse me, all the right things just kind of came together. You know, I, I wrote a book in 2023. I'm sorry, in 2003, 2004. You know, a lot has happened since then. Um, you know, but I think to answer your question, though, I think just you know the timing was right. But you never wanted to talk about yourself. That's true, and I and and you know, if, if when you see the doc, you see that still, you know, Dad does most of the talking. Um, <laughs> he he always did. He, he always did. He always did. So he so even in this documentary, my my dad does most of the talking, and um, <laughs> you know, so so. Um, I just have a, I have a few parts here and there. <laughs> well, I remember when your dad said you're no Jim Brown, and <laughs> and it and it really hit me. I'm like, your son's pretty good, and you liked that, didn't you? You liked that line from him, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I was like, uh, okay. 
and I realized you were never going to be, you know, your dad's favorite running back. Which is okay, you know, which is okay. But because even as a kid, you know, he would always talk about Jim Brown, um, you know, and so and so from a very early age, I was I was programmed, you know. Uh, <laughs> but were you always so, trying to get your dad to finally say, you know, you're you're great or you're you're my favorite running? I don't know if you were seeking dad's approval on this thing. I don't think that ever even crossed my mind. Honestly, I I knew that. It, <laughs> Uh, I, I knew that I was at least one of his favorites. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn about you in this documentary? What did I learn about me? I mean, I don't, I don't know that anything just really, really stands out. Um, but other you know, people I mean, talking about you that maybe you didn't realize how they felt at the time or what they think now. Did you? Your kids? I didn't, hey, I didn't realize how much you, you got on my case. That, um, you know, draft day. You were uh, terrible you, you, that day. You were, you were getting. <laughs> you were terrible. I go out there to cover the draft. You get selected. I can't find you. I'm out there specifically to interview you, and then I have to tell ESPN. They go, uh, "I thought you're friends with Barry." I said, uh, "So did I." I can't find him. <laughs> and then I'm like, "I was kind of. I was mad at you." I was like, "What are you doing here?" Hey, look, I was I was at home waiting for an important phone call, man. <laughs> but once you got drafted, oh yeah, I, I don't even I don't know. Once I got drafted, um, I'm sure I'm sure it took me a while to get out of the neighborhood. Oh, stop, <laughs> stop! Who did you think was going to draft you? <clears throat> no, I knew I knew that um, where I had a good idea um, that the Lions were going to draft me. Um, just because of conversations that I had um, with Coach Ponce beforehand, um, where he he explained that yeah, if I'm you know if I'm available at at three or whatever, um, then they they would pick me. Which you know I mean, you never know until it actually happens. <clears throat> you never know until it actually happens. But uh, but that was my so that was sort of my expectation going into the draft. The documentary is on uh, Prime Video. It's called Bye Bye Barry. You lose that game, your last game. Your agent, Peter Schaefer, calls me and says, you can't use this information. Barry is going to get on a plane. He's going to London. And he's going to retire. Why London? Why did you need to get out of Detroit, get out of the country? Um, well, for me, at the time, it, it just seemed like a really good idea. Um, I knew that there would be some fallout, uh, you know, and I had, I had been to London before, um, kind of knew how to get around there. Um, and so it was just kind of getting, getting away as far away from everything as possible. Uh, but still a place where I was somewhat familiar with, um, you know, and so that was, that was really, really the thinking it was, you know, and, and just to kind of, I guess, try to clear my head if that's the word or, or, um, you know, just just to you know, because there was a pretty good there was a pretty good fallout. Um, you know, and and um, and so that's kind of what I was thinking at that time. Did you love football? Are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think I think you love basketball. I think you were great at football, and then when you don't win, then 
I mean, you walked away. No, I definitely love football. I mean, you know, maybe I, I like them equally, or um, I certainly enjoy playing basketball as well. You know, my, in my free time, and even <clears throat> even as a uh, player in the NFL, I play a lot of basketball. But but um, but you know, they're certainly just different games. Um, you know, in a lot of ways. But but I think I had great love for both of them. But I certainly love football and had a passion for it. Um, you know, and and I think you know it's different when you when you do it for a living. Um, you know, and you do it as long as I did it, um, you know, it, it, it does, it can become, um, sort of, um, you know, a sort of a different sort of relationship with, with the game, but, but no, I would definitely say I, I loved it. Um, and, and even still enjoy it to this day. I mentioned, I think it's in the documentary that there's nobody I've ever covered who's been like Barry. And I remember when you called me and said you were getting a, a new car. And uh, do you remember this? And uh, you, you you didn't want to get anything flashy, but you were worried this might be flashy. And you were getting a uh, a Honda a four door Accord. And you you said, "Is that too fancy?" I go, "No, nope, I think it's pretty good." You know, I don't think that's too flashy there. I, I don't remember that specific conversation, but um, I did. It, it was a, actually an Acura I owned, which is kind of a Honda. I, th- I think that's the car you're referring to. Yeah, um, yeah. That might um, be a rich guy's Honda. Is the Acura? So, yeah, you, uh, you could, plus, when I went into your house, you had a couch and a TV and nothing else. Oh yeah, I mean, I was you, you're talking about you know days fresh out of college. So I was, you know, my decor was you know dressed up like the dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys, okay, here's something I know you told me a long time ago that. Maybe if you could have played for the Raiders, you would have continued to play football. Remember saying that? I don't, you grew up I a Raider fan. I, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly grew up a, a big Raiders fan. And um, I don't know once I got toward the end of my career. I don't know when I when I told you that, but that, that sounds like something I would have said maybe at the beginning or middle. But I don't I don't know that at the end of my career I would have. I would have uh, felt the same way. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't. I mean, they went to a Super Bowl, I guess, a year or two after I retired. Um, You're the one that brought it up because this was towards the end of your career. But, was it? Yeah. Was there any thought of you okay. playing elsewhere at the at the end of your career? No, not not really. I, that's not that's not something I ever um, insisted on or had a conversation about um, with the team. Um, so it's not something I ever actually put any energy towards, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, it's definitely um, I could I could hear myself making that statement, but but um, but no, it's not something I actually you know tried to make happen. What do you think of the uh, current lines? Oh man, guys look good, man. Guys look good, guys. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think this is what a lot of Detroit Lions fans have been hoping for and waiting for. Um, I think, you know, a lot of us really this season in particular knew that this team um, definitely had a chance uh, to win a division, um, to really do what they've done um, and be one of the class, uh, one, of the, one of the top teams in the, in the NFC. Um, you know, you got your work cut out for you, obviously, with uh, with Philadelphia, you know, with the Niners, with the Cowboys. Um, even if there's a few others in there, um, the Seahawks, whoever else, but, but certainly the Lions, 
<laughs> are um are at the top of the class at this point. Um, you know, you look at the kind of football they're playing, um, and I think it's a it's certainly a recipe for success. You look at the quarterback play and you know, the receivers, um, the running backs, um, the defense, you know, and you look at the strip, the strip um, sack, the end the game by Aiden Hutchinson um, on Sunday. You know, you win a game where you turn the ball over a lot. Um, you know, so I, th- I think this team is – this team can go a long ways. Um, you know, if they stay healthy, you know, the, the kind of culture that Coach Campbell has instilled, uh, kind of expectations. And then also the – you know, just the players that he's been able to – to, to get in the building, um, you know, and and uh, this team, this team, I think, is just getting started. Uh, take me back to when Joe Montana's leaving San Francisco and he wanted to play for the Lions because he wanted to play on the same team as you. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Coach, Coach Fonts tells the story that, uh, you know, that Joe called him up um, and he was excited, obviously, uh, and said, you know, Joe said he wanted to come and play in Detroit. Um, this was obviously before he, as he was leaving the Niners and before he uh, signed with the Chiefs. Um, and uh, Coach, Coach Vance took that word back to uh, the organization. And I guess, you know, they, they, they thought he, Joe Montana was too old or whatever at that point. And so oh, the deal didn't happen. Um, <clears throat> I feel like, I feel like, by the way, his last – one of his last games, regular season games, with the Niners was against the Lions, and he and he just tore us up. He torched us. Um, Montana did, um, and uh, but anyway, so obviously he goes on to the Chiefs and and has a couple of great years there. But uh, <laughs> wouldn't that have been something? Wow, wouldn't that have been something? Yeah, yeah, well, it maybe would have been a different documentary. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> it would have maybe ended differently than maybe. you you maybe, in maybe London. So. Yeah, maybe so. You uh, get a guy like that in the building. No, you get a guy like that in the building. Obviously, he was the greatest um, in a lot of our eyes, and certainly the greatest in that era. So, so no, yeah, I mean, but yeah, anyway, it's it's certainly just a great story um, that Coach Fonts told, and and um, and you know, and and so really, but you know, what the highlights though is that. You know, some teams make great decisions, you know, and on personnel and, and what have you, and you see why they have success and, and you see why others don't. <laughs> hope you're doing well. Uh, hope the family's good. Is You know, I've been seeing the documentary. I keep waiting for Amazon to send it to me. Is there any footage of us playing basketball? <laughs> um, there's no footage of us playing basketball, but but um, but – you definitely have um, a good good piece of uh, of the film. Okay, you know you're you're featured in there for sure. So don't you know no, no fears there. Do I get anything? Do I get? Is there residuals? Am I getting paid? And like if there's awards, hey, what am I getting? It's, it's in the mail, man. It's in the mail. Seriously? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna believe you. You wouldn't lie to me, would you? No, no, hey, no, no. It's, okay. it's in the mail, man. It's I appreciate that. All right. Well, good luck with. Well, thank uh, you. Actually, thank you. For you're being welcome. Part of it, yeah, about time you yeah, got around you. to saying something nice about me. Yeah, thank. <laughs> I, I, I'm always, I'm always complimenting you. What do when, you mean? when, who are you complimenting me to? Your wife? 
Your kids? Everyone. No, you to don't. Everyone. No, you do. To the world. Your dad said that I was his favorite sports broadcaster, though. My dad said that? Yeah. Yeah. I was number one. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He said that, right? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Right. Right. Uh, exactly. Good luck with the documentary. Great to talk to you again, Barry. Hey, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the time. That's Barry Sanders. Bye-bye, Barry. Available on Prime Video. I have to remind him of all these things. He called me and he said he was going to get a fancy car, but he didn't want to get too fancy of a car. Yes, Paul. I was saying what Barry Sanders said about Joe Montana's last game. So Montana wins the MVP in 90. He has that elbow injury in 91. He sits and Steve Young takes over. Then he sits with Steve Young that whole 92 season. They, let, they had Joe Montana play in the last game of the regular season against Detroit, and Joe Montana was... Uh, yeah, he tore him up. He threw two touchdowns. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the Lions could have used Montana. I don't know. Went to the Chiefs. Yeah, maybe maybe they could have. Uh, Barry in Santa Fe. Hi, Barry. What's on your mind today? Good morning, fellas. Good morning, chat row. Uh, Dan, I, I know you revel in uh, the misery that are my Jets, and uh, you did it again. You played the Robert Sala uh uh, press conference there. Uh, it's the holiday. It's the holiday season. Uh, peace and love. You know, goodwill toward men. Maybe you could do me a mitzvah and, and and stop it already. I've got my Venmo out. Give me a number. What will it take to make you stop playing, Barry? Barry Robert Sala, the gift that keeps on giving. I'm sorry. It's a gift giving season, and that's what uh, Robert Sala is doing. Uh, Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today? Well, Dan, I have a twist on Polly's question. Instead of asking whose career would you rather have, Barry's or Cam's, I'm wondering whose career were we robbed of, the ending of their career, were we robbed of seeing something more? One ended prematurely because of retirement, as you just discussed with Mr. Sanders, the other prematurely uh, because of injury. Who who are we robbed of seeing a little bit more of? Well, Barry, because he would have ended up with 20,000 yards. Um, and and I, it, I, it never mattered to him. High school, it didn't matter. Uh, college, it didn't matter. The NFL, he could have won a rushing title. And I think he was asked to go back in the game to win the rushing title over Christian Okoye, I think. And uh, Barry goes, no, let me have, let my backup go in there. I think in high school he had a chance to break a record. He's like, let my back. He never cared about that. And I don't think I don't think in his mind that he wanted to surpass like Walter Payton. Um, and, 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 you know, once again, you have to, Barry's tough to figure out. He's an enigma. And he doesn't share. Uh, but there are times when he did. And I think he felt like, gosh, those are the guys I looked up to. I, I, I'm not worthy of being around them. Or in that, you know, category. But Emmett knows Barry, if Barry wanted to continue to play for three more years, he would have ended up with 20,000 yards. I mean, he had 1,500 yards his last season. Now, this is what's interesting, and maybe this gets a little Dr. Phil and a little deep. Jim Brown is last year with the Cleveland Browns. I think he rushed for 1,800 yards and then just left, retired, went on to make movies. But he was done. At the height of his career, league MVP, I think 1,800 yards rushing. Uh, 1,600, 16. 17 touchdowns, league MVP. Yeah. He just, poof, gone. And here's Barry, 
just disappears. Sometimes Still, you move on, but you never really left, Dan. Thank you, Todd. Uh, but, you know, the <laughs> fact that here's his dad. His dad loved Jim Brown. And uh, he kind of was like Jim. He's just like, right, I'm done. I'm gone. Now, Jim Brown was winning championships. They didn't have the Super Bowl back then. But he was. Uh, he just decided he was gone. He was just done. And Barry just walked away. Yeah, Paul. Jim Brown also did it. Half of his career was in 12-game seasons. Yeah. The other half was in 14-game seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it's pretty freaky. Don't you think, and Barry didn't really touch on it, but he fl- he announces he's going to retire. He tells his agent, I'm retiring, put the pay, you know, what to put, tell everybody, I'm flying to London, a place where he won't be recognized. He could go walk the streets, and NFL players, especially back then, weren't recognized. No one could get a hold of him and try to talk him out of it. Doesn't That seems like the psychology of going to London. Part of it, yeah, but it's not even a nice time of the year to go to London. Even more so, like I want to go somewhere where no one will find me, no one will recognize me, and they can't talk me out of my retirement. Yeah, but when he came back, he still had to answer questions. I think Bobby Ross wanted to know if he was still going to play football, uh, but Barry sent a handwritten note saying that he was done. I don't think people thought that he was. He wanted to play for the Raiders. And I don't care what he says. What he told me was that there was a thought that if he could go to the Raiders, then maybe he would play, continue to play football. I don't know if he loved football. I think he loved competing. I think he loved basketball. I think he was just great at football. Take a break. Back after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wednesday is our last show this week. We have Thursday and Friday off. We'll have a meet Friday on Wednesday. This is what I'm thinking for the theme. Breakfast for lunch. Oh, great. What do you think? I'm in. Fire. All right. Breakfast for lunch. That'll be the uh, theme right. for tomorrow. French Everybody toast, else? A little sausage. Yeah. Could be steak and eggs. Oh. oh. Anybody uh, interested in music Friday on Wednesday? Fritzy's already suggested songs that have food in the song's name. 
or from bands named after food. Uh, so, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. I'm just throwing that one out there. We're throwing that in the garbage. Oh, okay. See, Todd is now taking Marvin's bit. Ooh, ooh, you're right. Um, Marvin, would you like to do scoreboard tomorrow? <laughs> Thanks to Andy in Connecticut, we've got... Yeah, okay, so what's the music theme tomorrow? You know what, let's take a take a good look at it. I'll think about it. Okay. Then tomorrow, or later today. I was I'll all set with Banana Bananarama. Okay, all right, all right. bloop, bloop. Bananarama. Todd, <laughs> <laughs> Todd, do you have a band with uh, food? Oh, he, he's checking on Cam Newton. He's looking for Cam. Yes, Paulie. Dan, I figured you'd be all set with Blue Oyster Cult. That's okay. your wheelhouse. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Seed and Cranberries, you love them. Oh, Cranberries. You have to let it linger. <laughs> let, it, let it linger. Blind Melon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Let's see. Normally don't uh, go into this category. Uh, Fritzy, he set himself up for Hall and Oates. Oh. <laughs> this is T-Ball. That's exactly I right. I see you. You see me. Seems like always clapping. the lines. Paul, you could go a deep cut or a deep dive with the Bacon Brothers. Love the Bacon. Oh, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon and yeah. his bro. I like the other one better. Kevin's overrated. Charles Bacon. <laughs> the the long-forgotten Charles Bacon. Charles Bacon. Jazz Bacon. Yeah. Underrated. Yeah. There's a band called Cake. Remember them? Scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh The Distance. You the distance. go with Cream, Dan. Yeah. You go Meatloaf. Ooh. Bad out of hell. this idea's working. Man, you know what? Two out of three ain't bad. You know what? Just because. We'll go with it. But then there's Limp Biscuit. Ooh. Oh. All right. I did it all for them. And they're cooking. Someone's head off. It's working out without this. I did it He went from whining to ripping somebody's head off. I mean, trailers. Yeah, I never I never followed Limp Biscuit. It worked out for you. Fred Durst. I never. didn't waste much time. Okay. No. Any other food? Dude, there's a lot of them. Oh, I'm sure the audience will help us with Blind this. Blind Melon? What? Yeah. yeah. Spice Girls? Hello. Okay. Salt and Peppa, who were, I think, one of mine last week. But is that a food? It's like in the condiment room. <laughs> condi- so we could do a condiment. Right, lemon heads. <laughs> there might candy. actually be too many here. We have to like narrow right. it down to just fruit, dessert. Mm. You know. You're my cherry pie. Yeah, there humble, you pie, humble pie, humble pie. Yeah, okay. back from the seventies. Yeah. yeah. So, are we going band or song? I with don't food know. In it? I don't know. We'll go either way. It's your day tomorrow. You know we'll go either way. Okay. However you guys want to do it. All right. All right. So, food in the title or food uh, band title. In the band title. Mm-hmm. All right. And then it'll be breakfast for lunch. Will be the uh, food. M and M. Okay. We were shoehorn that one. Yeah, I think we can. Anything you can consume. Well, no, that, that I don't know if that's... You have to make it a food group, okay? I think that's the key. I was going to say, yeah, consume, because that means the Mary Jane girls will be in it. The too. Mary Jane girls. <laughs> okay. Cam Newton, he's got a podcast. It's uh, called Fourth and One on Cam's YouTube channel. Each and every Wednesday throughout the season, yours truly will be on it uh, tomorrow. So I'm going to see how Cam does... Asking the questions. Cam Newton joining us on the program. Uh, how? <laughs> what kind of hat you got on there? What, what, what are we uh, sporting there? Mashika hat. 
You got to get you one, uh, Mr. Dan Patrick, sir. Uh, based in L.A., also have a uh, space in uh, Bozeman, uh, Montana. I sent you some uh, drip, some swag. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm good. Uh, how's the uh, How's the broadcasting career going? Man, you tell me. One thing about um, media, I think you don't necessarily have a coach to tell you if what you're doing right or wrong. Your coach is your audience, and uh, you just got to lean in and uh, give the people what they want. Okay, but you have the riz, as the kids like to say. You have the charisma. Yeah. Yeah. You always had that. But, yes, sir. you know, the, what I would tell you is be curious. Even if you know the answer to something, your audience may not know the answer, but always be curious mm. when you're talking to, when you're interviewing somebody and listen to what they have to say because your next question could be something that they just said. And those are usually tips I give to broadcasting students, but just be curious. What did you major in at uh, Auburn? Uh, sports. You got a master's degree in that. I have a master's degree in that for sure. Uh, and, and, and that was a layup. And, and people say, who's watching it, I majored in uh, money marketing. Uh, but uh, that's neither here nor there. That flew over a lot of people's heads. But officially, um, I majored in sociology. And I realized at a young age, I hated school, but I love people. And it wasn't the, the course that I was taking. It was the person who was teaching the course that I was taking that, that really, that really caught me. So when I leaned into sociology, that really is the study of people. And I was able to, you know, really get consumed by the, the whole mental aspect of what people and why people do what they do in, in some ways, shape, form. But I wonder about today's athlete going to college, mm -hmm. that should we teach them what everybody else is, you know, all these subjects that, you know, maybe you're not going to be putting them into play if you want to be a professional athlete. And I maintain, I brought this up with Kentucky players. If you were going for one year, how about mm -hmm. we teach you about real estate, uh, balancing a checkbook, investments, uh, picking an agent, like stuff that if, if you're going there for basketball, you're not going there for an education. So right. let's not fool anybody. Let's give you some things that you can take. It's a one-year class, and, and then maybe you'll get these kids that maybe they want to come back for another year, or at least they're prepared a little bit more than the history of Mesopotamia that's not right. going to help you when you're playing for Carolina. Correct. I mean, I've always been intrigued about uh, unraveling the core essence of education and we are forced in some ways to to do things that we don't necessarily really want to do it should be opinionated by what i want to do um just found this out you know there's certain curriculums like a montessori's that just cater to certain things that the child wants to do at, a, at an early age so yeah. when we see tiger woods when we see these exceptional athletes at an early age like venus williams and serena they have dedicated their lives at at that age to do that i think athletes can can cope with that but also from the age, education side we should be able to choose and have that curriculum taught to us without having all the fluff in it as well too so what would, um, what would you teach if you could go back and talk to the 22-year-old Cam Newton, either on the field or off the field? 
controlling your brand image likeness and the purpose of it. I think there is a very intriguing time in media right now that I'll ask you this question. What did you study in college? Uh, broadcasting. Right. But for me, you didn't study football, right? Yeah. Well, like you're but, a double major. Like you, you had football and you had, you know, whatever you were you know, discussing as education. Right. But, but to my point is this. There is a time in media where, as a broadcaster, you're able to talk about football. But now the football players have an opportunity to broadcast. Yeah. You know, and, and you see it in, in real time with Pat McAfee. I don't think or I don't necessarily know uh, Pat's um, educational kind of uh, growth uh, play, but – I say all that to say, for me, I've went through it through having real personal experiences. And had I, if I go back to that 20 year old self, that 22 year old self, I would take on just the importance of controlling that because you're talking to a person, obviously I've been in the media a time or two and been burnt. So it's easy for me to have these conversations because I never want the guest or the talent to feel like I exploited them for clickbait. Yeah. So I know how to be curious. I know how to shut my ass up too and, and <laughs> let them talk. But more importantly, you know, this is a very intriguing time in media where people who get it, they're winning. And you don't necessarily have to go into journalism or broadcasting to sure. be able to be intriguing enough for the audience to to uh tune into your show. He's Cam Newton, uh his uh, podcast, Fourth and One, drops uh, on Cam Newton's YouTube channel. Tapes it Tuesday, and it airs on uh, Wednesday. When's the last time a team called you about playing? Uh, two years. Oh, two years. Yeah. Now, did you reach out to any team? Have you reached out or your agent? Like the Browns when, you know, you had Watson going down. Or the Jets, did you reach out, your agent? No. No interest? A lot of interest. But no. You want them to call you, not the other way around? I know it doesn't matter how many times you call, if they don't want you, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, I, I, I've, I've known the, the NFL to do and be very intentional in what they do. It's no manipulation, it's no swaying. It doesn't matter if I call them. If they don't want me, it's, it's still going to be a, okay. But why are you not playing? You're 34. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you haven't been told that injuries, what? Uh, Mr. Daniel? Yeah. Your guess is as best as mine. Um, but honestly, for me, I'm I'm really – I'm really locked in and focused on the things that I can control right now. I but are you too big of a personality for some teams? Does that scare people, do you think? I think it – I've said it before, yes. Yeah. What do you say to a Dak Prescott? What do you say to a Derek Carr? What do you say to a healthy Deshaun Watson? What do you say to, you know, at that particular point in time, uh, Zach Wilson, Cam Newton's coming – in town 
But by all means, you know, we want you to be the best version of yourself. <laughs> well, the backup quarterback can't be a bigger, more popular than the starting quarterback. Like Tim Tebow, it's hard to bring in Tebow, at, I always thought, because he's going to get so much attention and he's not mm-hmm. going to be playing. Yeah. That's, but you're that's, a better quarterback in the NFL. That's discretionary. Um to the to the viewer. Because, no, that's uh, real. In the NFL, you know. You're are you a Hall of Famer in your eyes? <laughs> Ooh, damn, you do taking me to school right now, ain't you? <laughs> the legend. I want you to learn. I want you to I want you to learn. Oh my God. You you are taking me to uh uh broadcasting for dummies right now. <laughs> are you a Hall of Famer? Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, now, it, for me, my impact to the game. Oh, let me ask you this. What's more important, impact or championships? You, Dan Patrick, would you rather have a Robert Ory's career, right, or an Allen Iverson career? I'd rather be AI. Why? Because that's, that's longevity. Uh, cultural, he changed the game. He changed the game in a lot of ways. How you look, what you wear, how you play. Um, he he was he never cheated me. Robert Ory had you know ten fifteen you know unbelievable moments and won seven titles. But Allen Iverson was a badass from start to finish. Yes, sir. So I will ask you this question: What would you take? You want Robert Ory winning championships, or you want Allen Iverson, who played in one NBA final? So you're sitting up here telling me, in a lot of ways, shape, form, I am Allen Iverson. I only played in one Super Bowl. Yeah, you I cu- lost. culturally, uh, start to finish, uh, polarizing. Um, but you know what? I knew that when, when you were in the game. So even even to that point, and and what do we teach? student athletes now be a team player yes you want to be a team player but also you must understand sports has so many different determining factors in it for you to be a team player let's take uh uh certain field goals going either way certain rules being in place does tom brady still have as many championships as he has or super bowls that that he has right adam Vinatieri helped him yes exactly that's my point so there's so many different things that you could do, but yet still come up short. So if you're asking me, the original question is, is Cam Newton a Hall of Famer? My impact to this game is without a doubt seen, right? So that's that point. Even to the to the situation we saw last night, uh, Patrick Mahomes can do everything in his right to try to make the team win, but you still he can't make you catch it. You can't make them catch. You can't make people blocking. You can't make a defensive uh, unit stop the opposing team either. All right. I got to take a break here. Uh, I'm going to be on your uh, podcast coming up in about a half hour from now. So you want to load up and come after me with fire? You can come after me with fire. Just remember, I've always got an extinguisher. I always have a fire extinguisher. Just letting (laughs) you know. All right. Now, here's the question. I want to leave you with this. Did you ever think about having an outfit if you lost a game? When you'd go to those press conferences and you would have whatever you had on and you just lost, did you ever 
think about bringing a losing outfit or what would have been in a loss, not a losing outfit, but in a loss, you would have worn that to the press press conference instead of what you arrived with. Absolutely not, because it would have distracted me and, and gave me an, a, a cop out. Right. So I, I committed. I jumped, as they would say it. And when I when I went into each and every game, I had a different mentality that sparked either my um you know, me being intrigued to wear what sparked me that particular week, and, and I just tried to show it through fashion. It was awesome. I loved it. But we got to get you a hat. That's what we got to do. Yeah. What do the, what what the dreads look like under there? I mean, how much hair you got? It's a wig, but, you know, in our culture, Dan, <laughs> when, we, when, when we take our dreads, that means we're extremely excited. So, I'm shaking my dreads right now. All right. You're kind of like Jay-Z's dreads. Or Jay-Z is kind of like my dreads. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, I'll talk to you I'll talk to you in a little bit. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank That's, you. That's uh, Cam Newton. He's got a, a podcast, Fourth and One, and uh, it's on Cam's YouTube channel each and every Wednesday throughout the season. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Fire away. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.